All right. So we got another uh, guest. We got Allison Malloy from Connecticut Innovations and also CBG board member. How are you doing, Allison? Doing well, thanks. You got to get a little bit closer. All right. Awesome. Thank you. So, uh, so Allison, give us a little bit of backstory about uh, who you are, um, how you got to Connecticut Innovations and all that good stuff. Sure. Yeah. So I am, um, I'm a board member at CVG here and, um, and loving it, relatively new to that role, although I do remember them helping me along the way as I was starting a company with my brother. Uh, currently with Connecticut Innovations and um, been with them for about six or seven months now and I'm loving it. It's a great team. We invest in all types of startups from technology companies to bioscience and, and others as well. Nice, nice. And so uh, so you started a company with your brother. So family business, was it an idea you guys had or what? Yeah, so, um, so my brother Ron and I started a software company and it was focused on packaging and labeling for the pharmaceutical space. So it was a workflow solution and um, companies used it to route and approve their packaging. So really had- sexy startup, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, it's like, oh man, that sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> That's I funny. know, it's true, it's true. Actually, we were just at a diner one day trying to uh, decide what kind of company we wanted to start. And he said, why don't you leave the corporate world and we'll figure something out. And it was during the days that we thought you could just write a business plan and get $5 million. And after I left my my job, we realized that was not the case. It's harder to get $5 million than just writing a business plan, but um, it was great. It worked I would assume, out well. especially in the in the packing industry, labeling <laughs> industry, so again. Yeah, how, how, I'm interested to know how that idea came about, just a little bit. Yeah, right? sure. So real quick, um, my my brother, he's uh, he's very creative. He's got a lot of great ideas, and, and he really drove that forward. So we were um, consulting for the body shop out of the UK and we were helping them with one of their Christmas launches. And as we were going through that, we realized that there was a a need in the space for project management or routing an approval or to bring a technology solution to something that was really antiquated. And so he said, let's run with it. And that's kind of how it started. Cool, cool. How long did that take you? So, so you exited that company or what? We did. So we raised, you know, angel money like a lot of entrepreneurs here are doing. You know, everybody goes out and they ask their friends and family and you start to put your own money in and then you support your own life with your credit cards and you pay credit cards with your credit cards. But <laughs> we ranged, you know, angel money and then we went on and we raised venture capital money and um, we had some wonderful ups and some hard downs. And after several years of ups and downs, uh, we landed with some with some great investors, and um, we landed with some good partners, and we sold to Eastman Kodak Company, and it was terrific because we're located in Stamford, Connecticut, and we negotiated a deal where all of the employees could remain on board and that we could keep our headquarters there, and that was really important to us to help continue to support Connecticut, be in Connecticut, grow jobs in Connecticut, so it worked out well. The company is still in Connecticut. Um, we spun it out from Kodak about a year or so ago and consolidated it with some competitors. And the company now is called Blue, and um, and it's it's doing well. That's fantastic. Nice, nice. So uh, on the investor side now, right? Yeah. So so why the transition to the investor side? Yeah. So um, so after we transitioned uh, the company and we're trying to figure out some next steps. My, my brother and I started doing angel investing, and so we did a handful of deals. I mean, north of ten or twelve angel investor deals over the last year or two and realized that it would be good to get some more experience to learn what what investors were looking for. So being on the entrepreneur side was terrific and now being on this side I hopefully can bring some experience to entrepreneurs and and I'm learning how to be a good investor. Yep. 
Wonderful. Uh, so you are here with Upward Hartford today. Yeah. Um, when you look in your role now at CI, at the, let's talk about the Hartford area investing community. Yeah. Uh, the, not just the investors and capital providers, but also the entrepreneurs. Um, what do you think are a few of the ecosystem needs? Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think Hartford is um, is up and coming, and I think there's some terrific money that's going into the area here, and especially this location is fantastic. I was here a couple of months ago and walking back in again today, I forgot how amazing it is yeah. and how we need spaces like this everywhere. So I think that, you know, Hartford, out, outside of Connecticut, people think of, of Hartford and the startup area more in InsurTech, right? Mm -hmm. I think we think of New Haven, more of bioscience, and then we think of Stanford, Connecticut, or Fairfield County more on the, the tech side. So I'm um, trying to build up the Stanford community or the Fairfield County community, and I appreciate Shauna and everybody else's his help up here in, in Hartford. But some good money is going into it, and we'll see some good companies today. I see. So one of the things we've heard from a couple of your fellow board members is this idea of density and the network effect. Yeah. And, you know, the, the exponential taking off point uh, and that, that position on the S-curve, if you will, yeah. sort of differentiates the Silicon Valleys and the New Yorks and the Bostons and the Hartfords. Um, is your, how optimistic are you about, you know, from where you sit? I mean, yeah. you're, you're in the driver's seat of a lot of what's happening. You, right. see, you, have, you have a great view out the window of who's coming in, um, the capital that, that this area is, in, is uh, attracting. Um, how quickly do you think we'll accelerate? I mean, I think we're going to accelerate very quickly. I think there's been um, laser focus on trying to create Connecticut as a forward-thinking, innovative, hip and trendy, you know, technology bioscience area. And I think that um, the leaders have done a terrific job at allocating dollars and resources to do so. And I think it's been great over the last few years, especially this year, where there have been grants that have been given to multiple cities to help grow. And I think it's, it's been great seeing accelerators and incubators open and see people's checkbooks open. So I, I'm looking really forward to the next yeah. you know year or so on what we're growing. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, we certainly hear an awful lot about CI and its impact in the community, its ability to uh, disperse funds with wisdom, making good bets. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, 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 it's harder, I think, sometimes to separate um, companies that really have promise and potential from companies who are going to iterate through a few versions of their business model before they succeed. Yeah. What do you look for as an investor, both from your own personal experience sure. as an angel and at CI, to separate out companies who are ready for significant seed capital from the ones who are going to move around a bit more? Sure, yeah, I'll answer that. And, and interestingly enough, I think um, Connecticut Innovations is unique in the sense that we also have a pre-seed fund. So we're willing to take a risk earlier on and support entrepreneurs from the earliest stages. So we have a program where we'll we'll invest $150,000 into a company that's getting off the ground if they have some matching funds. And then as they move along, then we will typically do a round of somewhere between 750,000 to 1.5 million, which we want co-investors mm -hmm. and we'll move on. But to answer your question, I mean, I it's a couple of things, right? Most people will say the management team and that is really important. Um, knowing that the management team has the ability to move the company forward doesn't mean they have to have demonstrated that they've done it before. It could be a young entrepreneur that's doing it for the first time. But seeing 
the ability to drive that business forward, as well as making sure that they're really solving a problem, that there's a pain point and that they're focused and that they, they have a drive to solve that. I think if you go too wide, sometimes that's difficult. So, you know, it's a combination of what the business is and what the management team is. And maybe is. sometimes customers and, well. and, and, and revenue coming in. No, totally. 100%. 100%. That, and and I'd, I'd say that's a given, but it's not necessarily a given yet. So if it's an earlier company, we'd like to see that mm-hmm. there is some traction, that they have some customers that are signing on that are either doing pilots at a minimum, mm-hmm. um, you know, or showing that traction. But but yeah, that is important. So also from like the investor side, so CI is, you know, this quasi public, you know, you're doing a lot of other stuff, you're you're involved, you know, these big innovation places grants that's on the level of economic development as well, right? right? Yep, so this yep. and you know, uh, we, you know, I was involved with my company in, in those processes. Uh, very interesting. Got a lot of people around the table, which is sometimes a challenge, right? To actually get them in the room and talk yep. about it. And then those meetings go very long sometimes. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but what what I want to get your uh, opinion on is that you were talking about like the pre-seed round, right? Right. But there's also the EIA awards, there's the yep. growth grant, there's that kind yep. of stuff. How do you how do you view you know again being you know CI as an investor but also an economic development kind of a, right. uh, a play? How do you see those grants versus the investment sure. and, and and also just the track of, of a company? Sure, and you know so we we try a little bit to divide the two. So the grants and the growth um, then CT awards, next, right? correct, yep. are handled through CT Next. Mm-hmm. So Gwendolyn Thames and a lot of terrific people at CT Next. Mm-hmm. Um, will help that. But they will not not only earlier stage companies, but something maybe that's going to be a lifestyle company. Yep. Um, a lot of those companies go that direction. We at uh, on the venture team at CI look a little bit more for companies that can either be venture backed through equity or even will do venture debt. So it depends on what the company is, whether or not there's an opportunity to grow it and exit mm-hmm. or if it's something that's going to be a lifestyle. So for some people, just the, the difference between venture debt and equity. Yep, sure, sure. So um, so in an equity situation, a company is looking to raise funds and they will give a percentage of their company accordingly, although it can be set up as a convertible yep. note. In debt, it's typically set up so that they have an ability to, to pay that back rather than giving equity to their company or or stock to their company. So just, That's kind so, of a so, quick, so quick. Just, yeah, <laughs> so easily just debt versus <laughs> equity. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then, and then there's different things in it, right? There's venture mm-hmm. debt. Can, there's can I ask yes. a question? Yeah. Because I'm just very curious about it. So you as a venture are a public-private entity as well, right? So do you take on sort of a husbandry approach with this? I mean, a little bit nicer view of venture capital than a fully private VC, VC fund. Uh, how does the public side of yeah. CI play into your investments and the way you manage your portfolio. Sure. So I, so so I don't think that we are any nicer or anything of that sort. <laughs> we are all nice. We're all nice. But, yeah. okay. no, okay. but, but first and foremost, we're first and foremost, we are looking for returns for our portfolio. So if a business cannot provide some type of returns, then it might not be the right fit, or we'd have to figure out a different way. So first and foremost, there are returns, and then. In addition, you know, we have a mandate to to help job growth and economic growth and bringing more jobs here and and um, you know and hiring folks. But first and foremost, it's returns, and then secondarily, it's how do we support, how do we network, how do we help those companies grow, and how do we create jobs? But it, it also it helps having the CT next and the CI a little separately. Yeah, right? I, would, I would assume you know again right, because from we're looking at different types of businesses. Yeah, and then we have a lot of relationships in the state and even in other states where if a company is further along, then we have partners that will pull in, or if somebody wants to introduce a really early stage, we can look at it for pre-seed. So it's good to have a lot of connections 
mm-hmm. and yeah. partnerships. Are there certain types of companies that CI is looking at? Are there some kind of industries that are hot right now that you know are, you would want more deals in, in one industry versus another? Or Not necessarily, although I will say that we are starting to look at um, a broader range of deals than perhaps before. I think that we have two main you know, funds. One is bioscience and one is technology, but we're really starting to expand. So we're we're open to looking at sustainable deals right now. We're open to, um, you know, we're even, well, I don't want to go into what we're looking for, but a- anything and everything, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to fall into one of those two categories. We're really looking at all, at all things right now that could create a return and create job growth. So I, just a percentage, like how many deals are you seeing from Connecticut versus outside of Connecticut? Oh, so that's really interesting. Actually, so we are trying to bring companies into Connecticut. So while we will find a bunch of deals that come to us from within, I'd say probably still about 80% come to us from within Connecticut, we are starting to look. That, that, that's actually a surprising number. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would have, I would have thought it would almost been like reverse, like you'd get eighty percent outside of Connecticut versus no, inside. No, okay, so let's uh, let's not quote on numbers here, but no, <laughs> but, I don't know. Yeah, the split, That's yeah. a really good one. So I don't know what the split is. I have to go check my facts. I have to check my facts. But we are trying to pull in a lot of international companies as well. So if there is an international company that is looking to establish their headquarters in the United States, we are trying to get them to establish their headquarters in Connecticut. In Connecticut. So it's not just. You know, it's not just from within the U.S. We're really working on that. And right now we're leading up to this week's Venture, venture Clash, clash yeah. right, which we started last year. Matt McHughey did a great job kicking it off and a bunch of folks, Doug Roth and everybody we can give uh, kudos to. But we're bringing in a ton of international companies that are looking to set up their headquarters here in Connecticut. So uh, it's a good question. I don't know what the split is, but a lot of Connecticut, a lot of international. And sometimes when we have companies from other states that are looking to come here, we really need to understand why. Why are you coming here? Why are you looking for money here? Make sure it's. Uh, it, is that real. is that one of the stipulations you have to headquarter in Connecticut? Yes, it is. So are you? You're a lead investor. Yes, or, we okay. can be a lead investor or we can be a follow-on. Either way is fine, but either way they need uh, a presence of at least you know depending upon the investment, seventy-five percent or fifty-one percent. All right, very cool. Well, Allison, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll we'll make sure we uh, we get those facts down straight <laughs> before we uh, start spitting them off on Twitter and some other places. So. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for your time.